My colleague Austin Karp and I will be going to the Jumpman Invitational tonight as the event returns to Charlotte for its second year at Spectrum Center. The two-day event opens with a doubleheader tonight featuring Florida versus Michigan, followed by North Carolina and Oklahoma. First game's a men's game. The second game, UNC-Oklahoma, the women's game. Another women's game, Florida and Michigan, will tip off Wednesday night before the 7th-ranked Oklahoma men's team faces the number 11th-ranked North Carolina team to close the Jumpman Invitational on Wednesday evening. ESPN Events and the Charlotte Sports Foundation will again produce the event. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, December 19th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope you're all doing well. A major announcement in the U.S. Olympic movement as LA28 CEO Kathy Carter who has been in the role since the fall of 2021, will step down and now become a senior advisor to the organization. The LA Times said the move was characterized as a planned transition, with organizers changing their approach after the Paris Games this summer. Carter has focused on growing revenue for LA28, such as securing sponsorship deals with the likes of Delta and Nike. She also worked to finalize the sports lineup for the 28 Summer Games. Of course, Kathy Carter had a long history in soccer. She was LA 28's second CEO. The previous leader, Gene Sykes, is now chair of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee. So Kathy Carter will remain as a senior advisor. Again, a fairly surprising move. Organizers have not disclosed when a new chief executive would be selected but some changes at the top of LA-28. I think we'll look back at 2023 as a tipping point for women's volleyball. The NCAA has to feel very good about the state of the sport. Just look at the Final Four as the University of Texas women's volleyball team repeated as national champions on Sunday. They beat Nebraska in the first NCAA women's volleyball championship match to be televised on ESPN. There was a record crowd of nearly 20,000 at Amelie Arena in Tampa, and Sunday's numbers comes after a very successful Thursday NCAA semifinal, which saw, again, 19,500 people attending, watching both matches. Thursday's matches also drew very well on ESPN, as both matches drew roughly 1.1 million viewers which marked the best NCAA volleyball semifinals on record for ESPN, and female viewership was up an astounding 49% over last year's semifinals. Remember, volleyball has had quite the run, as Nebraska also drew more than 92,000 at Memorial Stadium early in the season. Clearly, this is a property on the rise. Let's shift to some media news. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Amazon is in talks to invest in Diamond Sports Group. And that is a move that would significantly increase Amazon's sports content and significantly increase Amazon's influence in the sports business. Diamond, which of course filed for bankruptcy earlier this year, is talking to Amazon about an investment in a multi-year streaming partnership which could see Diamond's regional sports games be shown on Prime Video. 
Diamond, of course, has local rights to so many MLB, NBA, and NHL teams. They would continue to operate its cable networks through its existing partnership, but such a deal with Amazon would give a real boost to Amazon's sports ambitions as adding local team rights through Diamond would certainly benefit Prime Video. It cannot be determined how much money Amazon is planning to invest or at what valuation or the timeline here, but this would be a major deal for Amazon if it got so much game inventory to put on Prime Video. Let's shift to some team news. The future of the Baltimore Orioles looks to be more secure for the long term as the Maryland Stadium Authority and other governing bodies approved a new lease with the Orioles, and this would seem to end a very complicated five-year negotiation just two weeks before the team's lease was set to expire. The Maryland Stadium Authority is essentially the Orioles' landlord at Camden Yards, and while details are complicated and sparse, the lease is positioned as a 30-year lease. Now, it could be 15, but everybody in leadership is positioning it as a 30-year lease extension, and the 30-year lease would happen if the team secures the right to develop the area around Camden Yards. That is something that John Angelos and the Orioles desperately want. They would like to build a whole mixed-use, ambitious commercial real estate development along the Inner Harbor next to the ballpark. So, for now, the Orioles' future seems secure. This was a long time coming. There was a lot of ebb and flow. There should be more on this in the days ahead. But if you're an Orioles fan, you feel better about the team's future in Baltimore. Here's a business I continue to watch, and it's a business that continues to grow. And that is the business around Dude Perfect. Of course, Dude Perfect is the five-man entertainment group, a bunch of buddies who grew up together and love sports. They will partner with Fanatics Live starting this week on a series of live shows that will feature, you know, interactive giveaways, memorabilia bidding, and real-time back and forth with viewers between Dude Perfect and their fans tuning in. Dude Perfect will host an introductory show today on Fanatics Live, and the premiere show, the formal premiere, will be tomorrow on Wednesday. Now remember, Dude Perfect already has a massive following. The group has more than 60 million subscribers and nearly 17 billion views on YouTube. And these episodes on Fanatics Live will be 60 to 90 minutes on the Fanatics Live app. And they'll be recorded at Dude Perfect's headquarters in Frisco, Texas. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But it's another brand extension for Dude Perfect. The Fanatics Live app launched in July, and they'll be looking to add more and more programming. So let's end on a couple of items around sports media. First, I want to offer my sincere congratulations to the talented team at HBO's Real Sports, which will have its final show tonight, Tuesday night, 10 p.m., ending an incredibly strong 29-year run for a show that looked at some of the biggest and most controversial issues in sports. Brian Gumbel, of course, was the pulse of the show. He is now 75. He's at the end of his contract with HBO. And so the show will not continue 
So the sign-off of Real Sports after 29 years is the end of an era for a show that covered topics in sports that no one else really was covering. And finally, another end of an era. I'll end with some news from SBJ's newsroom as our media reporter, John Aran, will be leaving Sports Business Journal at the end of the year and join Puck News. While we are very sad to see John leave, we are incredibly happy that he's so excited about this new opportunity. You know, John Aran first interviewed with me in 2006. He came from the trade publication Cable Facts Daily. He spoke a language of a cable trade that I at first couldn't figure out, but we immediately wanted to hire John because what is not to like? Incredibly kind, charming, funny, smart, curious. He instantly started breaking news at SBJ. He was that good right away, and he only got better. He's been the consummate SBJ reporter and teammate. He's collaborative. He's tough. He's got great sources. He breaks news. He has integrity. He has fairness. He always did it the right way. From his weekly columns to his weekly newsletters to his weekly podcast with Andrew Marchand from the New York Post, which became a must-listen at the highest levels of sports business, John Aran has really done it all. Sports Business Journal will miss his talents, his energy, his professionalism, and his unbelievable contributions that have helped SBJ reach the success that it has. He's incredibly talented and kind, and he helped all of us be better. We all wish John Aran the best in the future. I know he will continue to thrive, and I know everybody here at SBJ will be watching him, listening to him, and reading him. So good luck to my buddy, John Aran. And that is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Abe Madcork. Austin Karp will bring you the Buzzcast tomorrow. I'll sign off with our last Buzzcast for the year on Thursday. Until then, stay healthy, be good to each other, have a great day. <laughs>